This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen, and it is that time. Ramya Muthan and I gather, and today we're gathering with Grant Hardy, who is going to be here for our Cut for Time segment with us. Now, what happens is we like to just kind of weigh in on some segments that occurred during the week on the program. Maybe we had a comment or something to say about it, wasn't time to do so. Maybe something else to add, or we want to maybe get into a little bit of our own feedback about it, because it wasn't so necessarily appropriate, uh, whether it was time or just obviously letting the guest have the floor. So we do this on Fridays on Cut for Time. So uh, again, as I mentioned, we welcome Grant Hardy into the picture here, and Grant will start us off today. Welcome back, sir. Thank you for having me. I just wish we had a cut for time for cut for time. Mm, exactly. Um, yeah. All right. On Monday uh, on Know Your Rights with Danielle McLaughlin, she spoke to Professor Laverne Jacobs about human rights law and some of the barriers to equitable access to post-secondary education. I recently published a, a study that looked at human rights tribunal decisions in Canada over a seven-year period. And some of the major findings um, show that there are barriers um, at the level of admissions, um, at the level of in-program accommodations, uh, as well as um, something I've termed legal barriers. So with respect to the first of those, admissions, um, one sees um, a lack of accommodations in standardized testing. So, um, you know, a lot of uh, admissions processes, particularly for professional programs focus on having some sort of standardized test. Yeah, I mean, I think there are really a few things that uh, I just wanted to kind of add on based upon my experiences. Uh, One is that uh, oftentimes, you know, entire faculties or programs have restrictions. For example, I think that it's pretty common for people with certain disabilities, including vision, to go into uh, the arts uh, because they're relatively relatively easy to accommodate. Uh, but if you talk to anybody about going into fields that perhaps people really want to go into or even fields where people would provide an exceptional benefit in those fields, anything from social work to sciences, math, statistics, psychology, anything like that, uh, I think that there are often some roadblocks, either very severe roadblocks, like how are you going to get, you know, this displayed tactually, and how are you going to get someone who knows kind of how to teach this to you in non-visual form, but also just a little more implicit, like kind of just encouraging you, listen, there there might be some roadblocks here. Uh, Have you, you know, considered going into arts? And as we enter an, an era of AI and an era where really like the jobs are going to come from science, technology, STEM, uh, that, that really, um, that really uh, scares me. And the other issue is um, just those standardized uh, tests, as they mentioned, everything from, you know, like the, the LSAT exam for, for law to just some of those other tests, I believe can have very explicitly uh, not really important but very visual or not accessible uh, barriers, and that can be difficult to to get past. Uh, and and the other issue, uh, Kelly, is this issue of um, 
you know, just waiving things. We don't really know how to make this successful. Yes. We're just going to waive this course requirement. And then that it can create some barriers down the road. Either of you want to comment yeah. on that, Ramia? Yeah, yeah, I do. Go ahead, Ram. Oh, so that's the thing. And you know what, Grant, you say, like, as you were speaking, you were mentioning like STEM and um, science and tech as kind of one side of the spectrum and arts and humanities as the other side. But I've actually been in several scenarios throughout post-secondary life mostly uh, and a lot of what I went you know experienced was um, uh, courses in music courses in English courses in uh, radio right but so much of the time you will regardless run into these issues right regardless mm -hmm. of what courses you're taking what the expectations are or you think you know yeah this is all writing it's going to be fine for me but i'll still run into these issues i ran into photoshop issues into software issues into accessible format issues and so yeah absolutely things are amplified when you get into tech and science and stem but um regardless it's it's very attitudinal right it's very nuanced for people and you know you mentioning things like the LSAT also makes me wonder about students who have gotten up to like they've pushed and persevered and gotten up to levels where they are competing with elite academic uh, or you know self-learning requirements like for the LSAT and um, medical qualifications or all kinds of things like that and run into segregation issues. Like, how am I supposed to write my LSAT the same way you're writing your LSAT as a person with a disability, as a person who needs things in very different forms in order to understand, to comprehend, to, to uh, find solutions to problems? Things are presented in innately inaccessible ways, right? Like the LSAT is a very unique circumstance for, um, you know, to just explore on a curiosity level, let alone if you're put into this as a career uh, path and think, how am I going to get through this if it's not presented in ways that I can cognitively process in the optimal scenario in order to make the, 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 um, the scores? So Kelly, like there's just a lot of circumstances that people are placed into where, um, the, the barriers, the boundaries, the, the discrimination can come up very drastically but feel sudden, even if you've had a lifelong experience of uh, advocacy. Well, I, and the problem is this is the things people want to do. These are the areas when we're starting to learn about something, when we're taking schooling to do so, when we enter into the career, you want to troubleshoot. You want to hope that people are most accepting of accessibility needs of how you're going to not be so focused on, well, we can't make it easier for you. Well, we can't, because as I've said to so many people, easier? There's no way a disabled person, unless you let them show up to day one of school and give them their diploma and tell them to go home for the next four years, there's no way it's ever going to be easier. It, it's just, there's too many things when it comes to courses, too many things when you enter into anything. And when you're running to take a, a course, when you're going to be qualified, it's always tough. So really wonderful points listening to you guys. Thank you. Um, on Tuesday, nutritionist Julia Karanchis joined us on the program to discuss the health benefits of chili. I'm sure there is plenty, and we got to hear a lot about this. Why talk about chili? Well, anyway, I'll comment on that in a moment. Here she is explaining so much more about it. I love chili. There's so many things I love about chili besides eating it. It's such a versatile food. 
It's a great way to get in a lot of nutrients, also a lot of vegetables, which is always an added bonus. Um, and you know, if you don't like kidney beans, you can add a chickpea or a black bean. Mm. If you don't like red meat, you can use ground turkey. If you don't like meat at all, you can use a melody of beans and add extra veggies. There's so many options based on personal preferences. So I find this a really versatile food and I thought it deserved, I thought it deserved a whole segment because I think oh, it's yeah. so fabulous. And grief, a whole segment. <laughs> Funny enough, I had technical problems and wasn't able to be with you to kind of yeah, question the this irony at of it all. the time. Yeah, mm -hmm. isn't that something? Anyway, I don't understand because everything I ever hear about chili is the following. Oh, it's so good. Oh, you can make a huge batch of it. It'll last me for a few days. Oh, it'll feed the whole family, so I don't have to really spend a whole bunch of money. Oh, that's oh, the... What else do you want to have tonight? Well, why don't you make your chili? Hey, you know what? It's a big old party. You know, we've got the Super Bowl. I'm going to make my famous chili. Me too. Me too. That seems to be what chili's all about to me. Here's the strange thing, because there's a lot of propaganda going around through AMI about my dislike of chili. The funniest thing about chili is every single thing, including those darn beans she was talking about, I enjoy. Uh-huh. On their own. Where have we heard this How before, people? How you go and screw it up, okay. putting it in a chili is beyond me. <laughs> what do you people do to make it taste funny for when I scoop it up? And I, oh, no. He's funny. Now, this is the rest of the story. There are multiple different kinds, as Julia was saying, of chili out there. I've had friends go over their recipes, tell me over and over the multiple. They can make a hundred different kinds of chili. I have no idea why. But they could do all sorts of them. And yet most of the ones I've had is that darn ground beef nonsense. But there are so many. Now, I'm a fish eater. I've even had people try to tempt me. Hey, Cal, why don't you have it with fish? No, 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 no. I can't even comprehend that. But I will admit to the fact that it makes no sense to me as much as it makes no sense to the rest of you how something that I enjoy the smell of has every single food item in it that I enjoy for uh -huh. the most part, with separate on its own, but once it becomes chili, and I don't even think it's when I hear the the, the name, oh. it just becomes, this oh, is, good This is God. almost an inappropriate use of cut for time, don't you think? I think a lot of no, it's No, it's legal. No, no, it's legal. <laughs> it's legal. It's legal. And this is, I'm this just is a turning out situation. the fact. This is. I'm turning out the fact that I Exceptions enjoy to the rule. chili, the smell, and to watch you guys enjoy it and eat it. Now, I must admit, I was at an event recently and was offered chili that actually looked good. You know why? Because it, to me, didn't even resemble chili, well, but it was, was still called it. I wanted to let you know that there was B-roll of chili being played as you spoke, and so the irony continues because it looked so appetizing. <laughs> no, 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 you're it told it looked appetizing, appetizing oh, by I'm people sure it did. spreading that, and, you know, uh, those opinions of it. while that was going on, you were, you know, just... I think the control room's having a chili, chili party in there right now. <laughs> Grant, <laughs> what do you think it. about this? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, because I have dealt my whole life with some sensory issues around food, mm. I I really need my food to be like consistent, mm. you know, relatively, if not separated, consistency is the the really the thing. I have to make runny chili doesn't do it for you. Yeah. Runny chili doesn't do it for you. Oh, that. I did. It's bloated. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I have to make, let's say, my tomato sauce, my pasta sauce kind of exactly the same way and consistency every time. Generally eat ingredients 
relatively separate don't eat a lot of stews or anything like that so because i've kind of gone through that i would I would never touch something like chili. It would be I feel like way too complicated. This is me. why he brought it up. He knew he'd be, I'd be outnumbered. And why? No, no, you're chili. not outnumbered because I would oh, yeah, try right. anyone's right. chili. Well, not the one with fish, even though I like fish. I don't know if I want that one. I don't know. But, but I would like... try a spoonful and then I'd begin the rant. Oh, God. I'd be like, Again? is there a way I can have ground beef just plain <laughs> yeah but that's what i tell them about spaghetti yeah, no, you too grand go, go take thing. the pasta away just give me the sauce yeah no mm -hmm. uh but that's i <laughs> think meat. what both of you are asking for can i get all the elements separately please yeah why insult it and make it chilly <laughs> i don't know guys we gotta ask the, the rest seasonings are the good too but the, I, spectrum. the seasonings good but i don't need those all one by one i'll take them on stuff it's okay the next time you feel like ranting for chili we'll just play this five minute clip of you <laughs> ranting on cup for time. oh no you won't there'll be another one to replace <laughs> no, that i'm sure never will be insulting i will be carefully vetting again. all our cut for time scenarios know, from bring now that, on yeah but you'll bring that foolish food we'll up again. Mock all right take 13 segments. seconds and tell us uh, your feelings about chili just go back yeah. to Tuesday's 15-minute uh, conversation oh, okay. with me and Julia where we say oh. chili's the best. It's absolutely awesome. Customize it to your own thing. And, uh, oh, good. So that means you're going to go, go chili, on about go. something else here. Okay, go chili on. For the we'll go on with your next topic. That's all. Uh, Grant, good for us, eh, Grant? <laughs> Ew, it's runny and all over. It's bloated. <laughs> Sweaty, maybe, too. Less beans. <laughs> Less beans. No comment. All right, you're, 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 you're kind of You're kind of uh, making me... Uh, lose my Feel appetite sick? just i was just gonna say I, i'm really? sure you're not so. feeling so great yeah you wait till you're in toronto and she gets that's a bowl of it and sits next to you after this okay yeah that's not all right we gotta go just please don't think of chilling who's <laughs> taking us out you me you a... do you mind would you yeah would you mind <laughs> maybe you might want to talk about uh something else on tuesday show like oh, i thought I thought we ran out of time. Okay, here we go. So, <laughs> no, you just dreamed it. <laughs> no, I we ran out of time to talk chili. That's my bad. I That's right. We ran but out we didn't run out of time to talk Ramya's subject. Yes, yes. I thought we ran out of time for the whole thing. Okay, okay. Let me go back to Tuesday's Folks, show. A host sleeping here. Yeah, my bad. Tuesday's <laughs> show. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's gotten to her head. We uh, <laughs> spoke to Marianne Kerr of the Children's Aid Foundation of in Peel, and we talked about helping families in need this holiday season. So here she is with more on that. Yeah. Well, I think that we've all been hearing the news, obviously, uh, about the fact that um, we're in some form of a recession. Uh, these are difficult economic times. Uh, mm -hmm. The number of people using food banks has increased tremendously. Right. Uh, and, you know, holidays, whether you were celebrating uh, Diwali uh, uh, 10 days or so ago, uh, or uh, you're, you're coming up for Hanukkah, or Christmas, or Kwanzaa, they're times of the year when typically we're expecting it to be joyful, right? We're, we're spending it with family. Uh, we have lights surrounding us, all of these kinds of positive things. But if you're struggling uh, with the day-to-day, -day, right, of, of trying to keep food on the table, a roof over your kids' heads, making sure you have warm winter clothing, um, the, the idea of gifts is sort of secondary you know it's 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 you're hopeful that you'll be able to do that but you're you're making pretty tough choices already with limited ability to to fulfill them the, there was a lot of things that came out of this conversation with marianne and um one of the things that sticks with me is just how diverse the 
mm, interpretation of holidays is for people, for you, for me, for different uh, groups of uh, people of different ethnicities, for different marginalized communities, uh, for any kind of circumstance that you're experiencing this year or traumas from previous years, right? People are not experiencing all of the holidays in one way. And sometimes I think we're led to believe that we all are because, you know, the Christmas is this. This is the picture of Christmas. And also, we escape to different things um, like the movies and the snacks and the festivities and the music that's playing everywhere and whatever. But, you know, I, I, I stop and think um, about people who are just having hard times during the holidays. And it doesn't even have to be in the scenarios we've painted from this conversation, like the um, poverty or the, the hardship with the gifts, with meals, with all kinds of other things, uh, but also just loneliness and different living circumstances that people have. Uh, maybe trauma from uh, tragedies that have happened around the holidays before. There's just a lot that we don't consider because the other side of it is just, you know, Christmas and holidays and everything else, the festivities blowing up all around us. Uh, but it takes effort and acknowledgement to understand that they, the paying it forward to some capacity during the holidays makes huge differences for people, for people's mental health, for people's um, emotional capacities, just like everything that somebody else might be experiencing that is less than ideal around this time of year uh, that we can make some kind of a difference somewhere for somebody. Here, here, Fedora's off to you. Grant, looking forward to seeing you on Monday. Uh, and uh, have a safe trip into Toronto. It's going to be fabulous. See you soon. Beware of the chili. They offer it sometimes on the plane. Anyway. Oh, uh, Ramya Muthan and I will return to wrap up the show. This was Cut for Time. Check these segments out that we referenced, ladies and gentlemen, and you can do that via the podcast. Subscribe now, please. Thanks. Talk to you in a moment. We'll be back with more of Kelly and Ramya after this short break. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.